Bombs edition of the Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Game Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to KUTT.com. That's KUTT.com. Use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. 15% off everything when you use the promo code PLAYOFFS. Now, with that, we will start the song. That's kind of a song. It's a little, it's something. It's free music that we chose out of things. It starts the show, though. Yes, welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs Edition. Edition. No, the show. The show's called Bottom Line Bombs. With CJ Sullivan, your host. That's me, the bet detective, the laddie daddy, the man in the box. Well, that was a lot. Are we doing the right camera angles? Making sure everything's right? Making sure everything's proper? I got paper and passion, the analog host here. I have a laptop just so I can stream you guys, all of you guys, that come in live on the YouTube chat. Thank you. Welcome. It's Thursday, January 18th. Good Lord. January is almost wrapping up. Eric Terman in in says, hello, C-Generates. That's right, C-Generates, welcome. Oh, uh, wow, January 18th. We're not quite at January 20th. Once we get to, after this weekend, we get to the the home stretch of January. That's where people start, start quitting their uh, dry Januaries. That's where like, ah, I've seen enough. And I tell people who do their dry Januaries, nothing in the record books say you have to do uh, all of January at once. There's a lot of Januaries, you know? You're going to see a lot more Januaries down the road. That's the thing with Januaries. They keep coming year after year, pretty early, too. By my calculations, it's the first thing you see every year is a January. So take a couple days and save save your uh, dry January for the rest of the Januaries of the, of the 2020s. We're only at 2024. You got all, you got all decade. Channing Brown says the laddie daddy, and you also get a fucking bomb for uh, coming in there. All right. Profile with the lady. That'll make the lady happy. Um, I learned that the hard way. They want to be in a lot more pictures. Anyway, uh, public pictures, that is. Um, <laughs> we got a great show. We got the divisional round bombs, uh, divisional round playoffs. I used to always say that's the best week, the best weekend in football. The divisional round playoffs. You get four games, they're usually pretty good. The Saturday night games, but it's kind of got diluted now with the super wild card weekend. Oh, that weekend kind of blew. This is where, you know, you trim a little of the fat. You get a couple one seeds in there now. Um, it used to be one and two seeds that would have a bye. Now it's just the one, so. Anyway, I love this weekend of football. So much so that I'm going to be in Vegas for it. I'm going, well, I'm going tomorrow to do uh, stuff with SGPN. 
the boy. We're doing our prop show where you'll get the laddie daddy. You'll get the ladder shows from. Uh, they're doing it from Vegas on Friday afternoon at the at that studio to win the amazing, beautiful studio there. That's gonna be awesome. And then we're doing. And then I'll be in studio to do the Vison segments Friday night. So that'd be exciting as well. Got to bring my best jump tracksuit. Anyway, a uh, lot to talk about today. We have. I'll recap uh, the Monday night disasters <laughs> that happened. Uh, although we had, we were on the right side of the plays. Some of them. Uh, we'll talk about some of the coaching, and then I'll give out bombs for all the divisional games and some and some fun props. They've they've laid out um, some good props for the uh, for the entire weekend that we'll get into. And of course, a man in the box segment. I already thought I I thought I had my man in the box segment ready to go about being sick and alone. Sounds depressing as I say that out loud, but I was going to make it funny. Um, I might talk about that a little bit numbers, some of the peacock numbers, but then something happened. That's what life. That's what that's what life is. It down to something happened on the way here that made me. Um, Maybe I'll just talk about that in a man in the box because there's so much to get to. I, I'll, I'll wait for that. The cop part, whatever. Anyway, it has to do with cops. It has to do with driving here today. Okay, that's the, that's the teaser. <laughs> a lot of fun teasers. Anyway, let's talk about um, what did we ha- what did happen on Monday? The uh, MLK doubleheader, Buffalo Pittsburgh. All the ratings came in. Every game, boy, NFL loves rubbing your face. The ratings of 50 million here, 40 million here, 30 million. Even a dumbass Peacock game, 28 million, which was the worst of all the NFL games, but it was history. It was streaming history. It's funny how now the streaming service knows the numbers when it's an NFL game. There was an entire strike. An entire union was out of work. For like six months because they wouldn't give up their numbers. But the NFL plays one game. Ah, look at these numbers. 28 million. We made history. Go fuck yourself, Peacock. And the NFL. Juke72 says, what's up, C-Generates? And he gives it the bomb. I love it. I love the live chat room coming in. All right, let's talk about real quick. So Buffalo smoked Pittsburgh. We went one and two. We hit the Dalton Kincaid over. And I only want to talk about this real quickly because of what happened at the end. We lost Pittsburgh plus 10. And we lost Josh Allen over eight and a half rushing attempts. And I only bring this up because there was a situation at the end of the game where it was it looked like it was going to be impossible to lose both. Buffalo was up by 14, so they were covering. 31-17. Pittsburgh had the ball. Two minutes to go. No timeouts. All we had to do, we two things could have happened. Either Pittsburgh drives down, scores, a backdoor cover, happens all the time. Would not have been abnormal. People would have complained about it who had Buffalo, but, you know, that's just that's as routine as a backdoor cover gets. That's, what, that's the definition of a backdoor cover. They go down there, they score, no chance to win because Buffalo left them with, allows it with soft defense, and they cover the spread. And it looked like that was going to happen. Buffalo was like, sure, come on down, Mason Rudolph. Or Pittsburgh fails to do that, more likely scenario. Mason Rudolph can't score a touchdown. And then Josh Allen and the Bills get the ball back, and all they do is take down, take a knee for victory formation. The rushing attempts was eight and a half. He had eight rushing attempts. 
One of them was a fake slide for a 50-yard touchdown. Anyway, um, but all we had to do was just have him take a knee, and that counts as a rushing attempt, see generates. That's the, so, the beauty of that prop, that taking a knee, it would have been three of them. Well, we, but we only needed one. Just get the ball with one second is all we want. Somehow, none of that happened. Mason Rudolph <laughs> did a painstakingly slow drive down, 11-play drive down the field to run the clock out on the opponent 30. How, how was this even possible? It was an 11-play 30-yard drive. <laughs> this clock runs out. He was running up the middle. Sliding, not a care in the world, Mason Rudolph. That's why I'm like, I forgot why we all hate you, Mason Rudolph. It's because of this. Great drive. Way to go. They're not getting out of bounds. They're not doing anything. He's not even he's not even thinking of throwing it to the end zone. It'd be different if Buffalo made that field goal and they were down 17 and okay, the game is over, over. But they were down 14. They they mathematically had a chance to score a touchdown, onside kick, and get it back. So at least go for the goddamn end zone, as unlikely as it is. It was insane. Which brings us back to the point about Mason Rudolph. Right, Anthony Trump brings up. Hit me with a helmet with that drive. My One of the best players, the thing that defines Mason Rudolph. Miles Garrett who we all universally like, Defensive Player of the Year, <laughs> Browns, tried to, you know, murder Mason Rudolph with his helmet and try to swing it at his head. It was not a good look. It was so bad that he later made up an accusation that Rudolph called him the N-word. Just completely made it up. It was not backed up by anyone. Lied. And we all collectively decided, yeah, we don't care. That's how much we hate Mason Rudolph. Whatever. We like you, Miles Garrett. So we're going to let that slide. Mason Rudolph, you suck. We're not going to say you did call me N-word, but we also don't care that he accused you of it and you didn't do it. How about that? And we're white. And we still don't care. That's how much we hate you, Mason Rudolph. Anyway. Way to go, Mason Rudolph. Way to do that final drive <laughs> and run the clock out as we go one and two in that one. Anyway, we'll get more to the Bills and Josh Allen rushing. We're not going to back off that one anymore. The more important game that happened uh, on Monday was, of course, Tampa Bay and Philadelphia and the Eagles' absolute debacle. Way to finish the season. Hilarious. I gave out Tampa Bay. As an Eagle fan, I gave out Tampa Bay plus three. Just because I knew the and I, I don't know, a lot of people are saying uh in retrospect what an easy pick that was because how bad Philly people are forgetting how bad Tampa Bay looked the last couple weeks, too. Baker Mayfield was like falling apart. They won nine. They were an eight and eight team, and it took them they took them in an extra 17th game to go nine and eight to beat Carolina nine-nothing after they got shut out at home by the Saints. So people are really kind of puffing Tampa Bay up. But that's how bad the Eagles are. They got fucking smoked. I also gave out Tampa Bay plus 25 to 1 to win the NFC before the game. That ticket's worth 10 to 1 now. Not saying it's going to hit, but there's a there's a path. There is a path. The path is they have to beat Detroit and San Francisco. <laughs> no, not quite. I'm, 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 uh, that path has a lot to do with, one, of course, Tampa Bay winning this weekend in Detroit, which could happen. And Jordan Love pu pulling some Jordan Love shenanigans in San Francisco. 
because then Tampa Bay would host Green Bay. And at the very least, you're holding a 25 to 1 ticket. You could hedge out of that. Because I would, because Baker Mayfield's not going to the Super Bowl. That's not going to happen. Uh, but we'll get to Bowles and Baker in a little bit. Let's talk about the Eagles. Let's have let's do the autopsy on the Eagles real quick. And how stubborn Italianists ruined that fucking season. Started with Big Dom and ended with Seriani. What he did, it was amazing. He made Todd Bowles look like a genius. All he did was blitz every play. And then uh, Sirianni decided to do no <laughs> adjustments whatsoever. When Troy Aikman, who's been concussed roughly 72 times, is calling you out, it's bad. Like, this is bad. Uh, this is easy for Tampa Bay. No one thought Todd Bowles was a great coach until now. His genius move was, hey, let's blitz them. They don't know what they're doing. Has anyone figured that out? Eagles have no clue how to handle a standard blitz. And they didn't. People are blaming Jalen Hurts. I'm not blaming Jalen Hurts. I mean, I, I mean, he was he was blitzed every single play with zero protection. Yeah, he missed a few guys. Well, no shit. It looked like there was 15 defenders coming at him every play. People are blaming for that safety. You can't take that safety. Fuck you. He can't take that safety. I'm only mad that Jalen Hurts took the hit on that safety. If I was Jalen Hurts, I would have ran back into the end zone, turned around, and whipped the ball into the stands. That's the safety I would have took as a protest. Fuck this. You go get it, Sirianni. What are you going to put in Mariota? Put in Mariota. Let him get whipped upon. This is ridiculous. They should. Tampa Bay should have won by 50. They dropped like three other touchdowns. <laughs> Juke72 wants that work from home bomb sound effect. That's a dangerous one. I, I, I came in. Listen, I'm still... I'm. I was under the weather. That's why I was stayed in Monday. See, generates. I still about got five percent of it left in me. It should be out of me. Um, but one of the reasons why I I sucked it up to get out here, playoff mode to get into the studio is so you wouldn't have to hear the work at home playoff bomb effect because it's shocking, it's devastating, it's rattling. If you're in the office, uh. Someone might call, it sounds like a bomb threat. Authorities could be called. But since it was requested, and the Eagles season does deserve it, the autopsy, the Italian bombed that restaurant for insurance fraud as of what the Eagles season was. Here you go. Good. Good God. Startled by that every fucking time. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so we hit Tampa Bay plus three. We lost a DeAndre Swift prop, though. Um, and Mike Evans for some reason. But Mike Evans was the only one who didn't go over because he kept dropping the ball. It's not like he wasn't open. It's not like Baker wasn't hitting him. Is there anything worse than cocky Baker, too? I mean, I I, I don't mind Baker. But it seems like Baker goes through this every year. Like he goes the ups and downs. Like he's terrible. Then he beats up on these bad teams, and he's spinning his arms around twice. And everyone's like, "He's back, baby! He's got his fucking." That's right, the under. Thank you, Channing Brown. I almost forgot about that. My main play was the under in the Tampa Bay Philly game, which hit. Thank God that hit because of uh, Italian stubbornness again. Italian stubbornness helped. It ruined the Eagles' season. Seriani and Big Dom, but it helped us hit that under because uh, Italian stubbornness took four points away from Philly. 
They had when, when they their only touchdown of the game. They were offsides on the extra point, and then Sarah was like, "Oh, you get his arrogance too. Push, push it, baby. We're going for two. And um, it actually got stopped. The Philly shove, the brotherly shove, the tush push. People were so happy when it got stopped too. Um, even though it was a blatant fucking face mask called, was not called. It got stopped. The linebacker jumps over the top, rips his helmet off. Like, yeah, people were tweeting out, R.I.P. Tush Push. And feel like, okay. Yeah, you can stop it if you commit an open felony. That was a felony. If someone did that to Patrick Mahomes, they wouldn't be allowed to play. <laughs> They'd be in jail. It wouldn't forget about kicked out of the league. They'd be in prison. But that's how much everyone hates that play. The ref's like, ah, I didn't see it. Didn't see it. He turned Hurts' fucking helmet around. He had his hand. It wasn't even a face mask. He had his hand inside the hole and was like just grabbing his fucking brain and trying to twist his spine. <clears throat> I mean, my God, obviously it wouldn't have mattered with the game, but that was Italian Stubbers. And then, of course, they had a field goal. They made it offsides again. Tampa Bay smartly went off sides on a fourth and ten. Like, yeah, let's make it fourth and five. I bet they'll, I bet these idiots will go for it. And they did. And they, and what was the play? Oh, let's blitz them and help us lob it up in the end zone. See if one of our receivers that we don't have can make a fucking miracle play. Mm-mm-mm. But it helped us out. So four points was the difference. Under did hit. Even though Tampa Bay scored, what did they score? 32 for God's sakes. And the under still hit. That's how bad Philadelphia was. But we'll take it. We'll take those plays, and we'll take those banks. Um, and now the coaches are not fired. Sirianni's not fired, even though I, I love the two. The two biggest stories are Sirianni not being fired yet, which still could happen. All depends on the exit interviews if he has good coordinator, because all the coordinators got to go. But everyone's talking about Mike McCarthy not being fired for Dallas, and I said this on the last show. The more the media talks about the way it's going to happen and they get excited for it, the more Jerry Jones is going to be like, fuck it. I'm Jerry Jones. I don't do what you people tell me to do, even if it's the right decision every time. <laughs> and that's, I think that's what it got down to. Jerry Jones is like, fuck it. I'm Jerry Jones. I want to do my decision, which is the opposite of whoever. And the media is so upset. I, that's what I love about them keeping McCarthy. And listen, I'm not even celebrating as an Eagle fan. Like, oh, great. You get, I don't think McCarthy is that bad of a coach. I think it's a little, I think a little too much was put on him for that playoff blowout loss, blah, blah, blah. I don't think Dallas is as talented as that people say they are. They're just over, always just overhyped. Now, granted, it was embarrassing that they got masked, they got slaughtered, but that wasn't all Mike McCarthy. Prescott, you didn't help either, but that defense was a joke either way. But I just love how upset the media is. Like, what? what? You're not fi- You're not firing up. Jerry Jones, the oil man, the old ra- who, who the hell? Who is this? Ra- what the hell is it even a point of us reporting on a racist tyrant? Oil tycoon, if you're just not going to fire people with scotch and a cigar every time someone crosses you, we want a Steinbrenner. Jerry? Jerry's going to ride it out. He's only 81. Yeah, give it another decade or so, Jerry. There's a lot of uh, conspiracy theories on why this is happening. The Beck Detective is on it. Not only does the Beck Detective sniff out the bad lines, but he also goes into the uh, 
other stories as well, behind the scenes. People like to say Jerry Jones, uh, he probably, he talked to Harbaugh and Belichick and none of them wanted to do it. So he's like, ah, you know, I didn't want to do, I didn't want to change coaches anyway. I don't buy that. I think Jerry Jones just doesn't, Jerry Jones wants a puppet. And McCarthy's a puppet. Those guys are, they'd be too big for him. He he can't control Belichick. I mean, he tried it with Parcells and it didn't kind of work, didn't work. Who knows? I mean, it didn't work if he didn't want a Super Bowl, but. Point is, that's the way that works out. Anyway, that was a long opening rant. And I was uh, pat and passionate. You see, generates are helping me out. So that is the recap into coaches. We'll get, let me take a quick break and we'll get into the bombs for the divisional rounds, break down all four games, and we'll give out some props. And then finally, a man in a box. That sounds pretty good. Um, oh, this is great. This is going to be good. This is uh, DraftKings. Do I have a thing for DraftKings? Let me see if I do. Don't even know if I do. Um, I should have. I do. Here we go. Here's DraftKings. Look at that. Professional CJ, man in the box. DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. It's bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. <laughs> oh, guys, I, I, I just lost myself mid-read. New customers can bet five bucks on any game, get 200 instantly in bonus bets. So you get available lines like, uh, let's say, let me give one out for tonight. What's the game? Let me give out a game for tonight that has a a line that I like. I'll give you an NBA game. Um, Utah Jazz is getting three. How about that? That's something. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, let's take the Utah Jazz. They're a hot team. Plus three versus OKC. Could OKC possibly lose three in a row? I think they can. So that's my little line I'm giving you for that one. Anyway. Um, so you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can bet just five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crowd is yours. Now here's the part. See generates. I want to take this thing down. Actually, hold on. Here's the here's the part. See generates where I usually um, tell you, ask you if you have a gambling problem, and I run a list of numbers, and I tell you you do anyway. Uh, DraftKings themselves, a lot of the corporate have have written in. They listen to my ad reads. They don't like it. They don't think I'm sincere, which I am sincere. I want to work the hotline. I want to work the goddamn gambling hotline and talk you into uh, your problem, talk you into some parlays, get you out of your problem. I want to get you out of your gambling problem by finding a parlay for you. That's what I'm here for. So I'm generous. Anyway, point is we got someone else to um, read the uh, gambling problem ad for DraftKings because, quite frankly, they don't trust me. So here you go. Hey, uh, this is Lenny Dykstra here at Nails, uh, former world champion with the New York Mets and World Series uh, with the Philadelphia Phillies. But we're going to talk about gambling, about a gambling problem. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK. 
or text Hope New York, which is 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, okay? <laughs> okay. Play responsibly. <laughs> 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Okay. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Hmm. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsibility gaming resources. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, hey, uh, this is Lenny Dykstra here. <laughs> okay. Let me throw that down. Let me take that out. Lenny, he nailed it. No pun intended. Actually, very much pun intended. He nails it every time. How about that, huh? Lenny nails Dykstra. That was a long version, although I'll give him credit. It's actually It was actually shorter than when I do it. I go way longer. Ooh, he, man, he struggles. What a, he's the best. Con art, known con artist, Lenny Dykstra, asking you if you got a gambling problem. But he's now, uh, we're great partners here with SGPN with Lenny Dykstra. I could call him a con artist to his face. I'm sure he wouldn't even care as long as I give him money for it because he will do anything for a buck. That actually was Lenny Dykstra. I, I, if you got someone to do an impression of Lenny Dykstra, it would be probably offensive. You got canceled for it. You can only have Lenny Dykstra do what Lenny Dykstra does. Could, could you get your voice like that from steroids? Maybe you can. Anyway, there it was. <laughs> so we are back here at the bottom line, Bob's. Uh, <laughs> I know people are loving that. We're I'll got to, I'm going to get a shorter version. I'm we'll chop it up. That that was just sent to us to isn't today. Um, by the head guy Sean Green and Ryan Kramer. I asked if you could use it. That's going to be used on all platforms. We're going to get a better cleaned up version of it. But God damn it, just to be in business with Lenny Dykstra. Now we're going. Now we're getting somewhere, baby. I tell you. You like that? You like the whole 565. I mean, 565. The, the, the voice. I have plenty of Lenny Dykstra stories actually growing up in uh, the Philadelphia area in South Jersey during the time when he was on, with the Phillies, when he was awesome with the Phillies. And we most still the most prolific home run hitter in postseason history, by the way. Lenny Dykstra. I mean, it was all steroids, but he is. Unbelievable. Anyway, some of the comments while it's gone. Will they keep Dak? I think Dak, I think Dak, you got to keep too. I mean, I, it's, it's, he had such a great year. I know. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough with the Cowboys because the Cowboys are such a fucking theater production. And so every time they lose big, the world sees it because they don't shut up about it. But if you're keeping McCarthy, you got to keep Dak. You can't. You can't do one or the other. You can't say, "All right, McCarthy, let's see you groom another quarterback." What? I don't want. I don't want McCarthy starting from scratch with anything. Listen, Dak was Dak was put in a hole that game. To be honest with you, I mean, it, were, it was twenty nothing pretty quick. That inter, that interception that Alexander had on that slant pattern, that was just a bad route by the receiver. The receiver was a joke. That's what I'm telling you. Dallas is not as talented as they make themselves out to be. And announcers make. I mean, they're talented. Obviously, they have stars. CD Lamb's a superstar. Dak is a star. He's good. 
Or maybe he's not Dak good, speaking of puns. Anyway, I would definitely keep Dak. If, if, since you're keeping McCarthy. If you're getting rid of McCarthy, then I can see getting rid of Dak, too. But who cares? Anyway, let's get in there. Um, Juke says, nobody likes Jerry Jones. Even Jerry Jones' sons don't like They can't wait to take over and sell the team. I mean, it's hilarious. He's been so old for so long. Jerry Jones. I wish they just would have let him pick Johnny football that year when he, when they did it and they grabbed a piece of paper and lied to him said, okay, Jay, all right, dad. All right, Jerry, we're going to bring this Johnny football pick up to the commissioner right now. You just sit down and uh, put on your little knapsack to have a nice scotch, sit in your chair and don't worry about it. Pretty soon Johnny football will be with us. All right, throw this fucking piece of paper away and don't ever let anyone see the light of the, see the light of day. That's a true story. He wrote down Johnny football Handed it and the son's like, okay, we got it. No problem. <laughs> and he fucking threw it away. Oh, man. Anyway. All right. Uh, Jeff Barber is a Giants fan. He wants his no to trade, trade up for Chicago for the pick number one. It's not a bad idea. Um, what would it cost you? I think the Bears just love getting number one picks every year to trade away. So give him a first round pick. I mean, they're going to ask for a haul. And then they're going to fuck it up. I don't know who the Giants could give away. You could toss Saquon in there. They'll do that. The Bears like names like that. You know if there's no value on it. Um, I don't know. Is that what you want, though? You guys, I mean, I think the Bears should. Well, I think the Bears personally should take Caleb, but. They might not either. Who knows? Who knows when it comes to the Bears idiocy? You're 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 talking about a different kind of idiocy when you're talking about the Bears idiocy. We get to the drafts, but anyway, we don't have time for that. Let's get into the divisional round bombs. Oh my goodness, we're already thirty minutes into this. All right, we'll start off in chronological order. Houston, Baltimore. The line is nine and a half, forty-three and a half. Going to be some bad weather there. Not too bad, but it'll be bad. It'll be windy. It'll be Baltimore. It'll it'll be Baltimore bad. Not Buffalo bad, but Baltimore bad, which is a grosser bad. It's a damp bad. It's a, oh my God, what are we doing here bad? We got to go through some bad neighborhoods to get here bad. It's city bad weather. You know what I mean? Very gray and murky. Planes fly into stadiums there. That happened one time at Municipal Stadium back when they were the Baltimore Colts. A plane flew into the fucking stadium like during practice. And it just stayed there for a couple weeks. That used to happen before. Before 9-11, planes would fly, like small planes, obviously, not like 747s, but like small planes would just fly into things because they're bad pilots, and no one would care. It was just like a, it was like a regular car accident because there's no regulations for private air flight because it's always rich people that are flying, and so they're like, ah, eh, whatever. They're just hurting themselves. So now anytime, like if that happens now, I mean, forget it. There's a terrorist alert. Everyone's on lockdown. Like when Corey Lytle flew into a building and died because he was just a fucking idiot. R.I.P. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh my God, a plane flew into a building. Oh, never mind. It was just a rich dipshit. Wasn't a terrorist. Everyone calm down. Roy Halliday died flying a plane. Yeah, he was inverted at 20 feet trying to give a trying to give a duck the middle finger. So yeah, we were going to put a law against that, but who gives a shit? It's just a billionaire. 
JC from KC, welcome to the chat. Says, what's up, C. Generous? You always get a bomb, JC. Um, anyway. So with this game, I don't know what to do with this game. Everyone likes Houston plus nine and a half. And I get it. Houston's a hot team. Baltimore, Lamar Jackson's playoff record is not good. I don't think he's won a game. Has he won a game yet? I don't even know. He always chokes in the playoffs. It started off, he choked. He wasn't ready, though. He Because he came in this league on fire. And now, I mean, he's definitely matured. They have a bye. That's a team. That's a thing with teams with buys. But you, you forget that they play. They didn't play last week, so they're out of sight, out of mind. Now they might be rusty because they've had two buys, basically. One playoff win, Lamar has. That's correct. Still not a great record. They've lost at home. They've lost as favorites. Um, I do like his prop to throw an interception at plus one fifteen. I'll bomb that Lamar Jackson interception. The weather including. But here's I keep fading Houston and I keep losing. I have I took the Colts on that final game of the year to beat them, which they sh almost did. I won't say I won't I wouldn't say they deserve to lose. Houston deserved to win that game, but I mean my God with that fourth down play, I don't have to revisit that. When, sh when fucking Steichen throws in a running back with six catches all year, takes out Jonathan Taylor, the greatest player on the field. Hey, get out there, kid. They throw it on him. He drops it. That was a bad throw. And then he just yells at Minshew. You, you, you ain't should have had that. No, you shouldn't have burned a timeout and put a guy in who hasn't, had a, who hasn't played all game. Anyway. Then I took Cleveland last week. And uh, I because I knew Cleveland was going to lose eventually. I just didn't think it was going to be like that. I should have known. And Houston smoked him. Good for Houston. They are a hot team. Granted, they got two free Flacco pick sixes. The unfazed Flacco jogging it off. So they are a much different team than when they played week one in the season, C.J. Stroud's first game. C.J. Stroud's awesome. No denying that. They're very exciting. They still are a little banged up a receiver. They have Nico Collins and Nico Collins only. Baltimore at home, now that his line's under 10, they're going to run the ball. I love the under in this game, first of all. We're going to go under 43 and a half. Bomb that. Because Houston does stop the run, and Baltimore will run. They run the ball more than anybody, more than 50% of the time. Lamar Jackson will rush the ball. I do like his rushing attempt over props as well. He, Lamar Jackson's going to do whatever it takes. He knows he has to win this game. He has to win this game. So with that being said, I'm going to I'm going to say the, the ride for I mean for Houston to get to the NFC AFC Championship game would be a bit much. That's just a bit much. Now if you're paying them, playing them to cover and not lose, that's not the bad way to go. It's not easy to, to lay a lot of points and hit the under, but that's what I'm going to do. We're going to thread a needle. I see this game as a like a 31-14 type game. Did I just say that? Is that over? <laughs> 31 10 game, I should say. Now, I, I don't even think the Ravens are going to score that much. I do I think I see it's a 27-10, 27-13 type game. It's going to be one of those grinded out bad weather games that Baltimore will pull away because Baltimore at home. When they play mediocre teams and bad teams, they pummel them. That's exactly what they do. They did it to Detroit. They did it to Seattle. That, that one stretch, they're going back to back. They were hammering Cleveland until they gave that up for some reason. I mean, even the, even the ones they've lost at home, which is few of them, except for that Rams game, but the Rams were one of the hottest teams in the league when they won in overtime on an insane punt return that had five block in the backs of the end call. Uh, 
That being said, I'm going to, I'm not going to learn my lesson. I'm going to fade Houston again. We're going to go Baltimore minus nine and a half. Bomb it. Under 43 and a half in Lamar interception plus 115. I don't mind a CJ Stroud interception there as well. Anyway. Okay. Next game is Green Bay, San Francisco at night, Saturday night. Hot Jordan Love takes nine and a half, 50 and a half. This is a very similar game as well. You had an upset. Well, not quite, not, not as much as an upset. Houston wasn't as much of an upset. They were home. Jordan was the Packers were on the road and they whooped up on Dallas. So now they're playing a one seed that people have forgotten about that have had basically two bye weeks. They had last week's bye week and then week 18 was a bye week for them. But San Francisco is a machine. Now, this, my favorite play in this game is the over 50 and a half. Let me bomb that before I forget it. I'll be rooting for Green Bay to win and cover. And I think, I mean, the Packers are as hot as they can be. Jordan Love is looking great. I, there's a lot of props here I like. Brandon Ayuk over 67 and a half yards. Tucker Craft over two and a half catches is another one. Jordan Love looks great. But Jordan, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be able to backpedal and create the, the space he has versus San Francisco. It's going to be just a different story. Now, San Francisco is going to be able to score whatever number they want. That's why I love the over. Hmm. Taking nine and a half with, see, I'd rather take nine, nine and a half with Green Bay than with Houston because at least the pack, the, well, I'm, I'm, I'm already talking myself out with my dumb logic because Houston and Green Bay are the same teams. Basically they were bad and meet, although Houston was hotter and Green Bay was bad all year. And then they just got hot towards the last month and a half. That's why I like the people are like to expose like bad Green Bay takes like, listen, and I'm no Colin Coward fan at all. I hate Colin Coward, but, and they love exposing his bad takes and he has plenty of them. But I also get it. He's just feeling content. And so he had his take mid-year where he's talking about how bad Jordan Love is, how he can't play. And he was wrong, obviously. But he couldn't play then. He literally couldn't. I mean, they, no one has turned around like, like Jordan Love and the Packers have. I mean, they're a completely different team. And they're coming in. They don't give a fuck. So let's take, let's take Packers plus nine and a half at night. Thank God Aaron Rodgers is gone on his Packer team, by the way. Is there anything worse than pa Aaron Rodgers returning home to the Bay? That's all you would hear about. His hometown, even though he's like 38. Who gives a shit? When you start returning home, like in your fucking midlife in your 40s, Hey, I want to knock at my childhood house. Hey, you mind if I take a tour in here? I grew up here. And the new owner's like, uh, yeah, I guess so. Also, do you have proof of this? Or are you here? Are you going to rob me? What, what do you want to see? Yeah, it's the building. Oh, you changed the kitchen. Yeah, I did because that was the 70s, you idiot. Get out of here. <laughs> anyway. I love the over 50 and a half. Maybe on the side, I'll take the Packers plus nine and a half. Just... Add almost as a uh, what I want to see happen, not what I believe is going to happen, because I want to see the, I want to see a competitive game in that one. Although San Francisco could easily just blow them out of the water with that one, but we'll get that. Anyway, those are two games right there. We love the uh, uh, Baltimore minus nine and a half and the under forty three and a half, and we love the over fifty and a half Green Bay San Francisco plus all the all the uh, props. Lamar interception, Brandon Ayuk over sixty seven and a half.
Tucker Craft over two and a half catches. I like that one a lot. I'm I'm lugging me some Tucker Craft. <coughs> Juke says CMC plus a Debo anytime touchdown parlay is easy money. Can't debate you on that one. I do love uh, Christian McCaffrey t- anytime touchdowns are hilarious. They're like minus 500. It's insane. That's another thing with these fucking Niners and, and I, why I want the Packers not only to cover, but to try to hopefully win this game, which they won't, but I hope they do. They have a chance. They do have a chance just because they're hot and they don't give a fuck. But because the Niners are so good this year, and everyone's talking about the Shanahan genius offense. This, and anyone can run a proper. It it really wasn't a genius offense until Chris, they added Christian McCaffrey, who happens to be an MVP, and they got him for free. Carolina's like, yeah, we don't know what to do with this guy. He's uh, he's a little he's a little too good for us. So want you want you want him? Just give us a third rounder. You can have you can have the best player in football. Is that does that interest you? That fits perfectly in your offense. Niners like, yeah, okay. That'll help us be geniuses. And they are. And then they whined like they did. Whatever. How they would have beat the Eagles last year. Perry didn't get hurt. And now, and now this is going to prove them right in their minds. Them going to win and how they beat them this year. And, and even though it's not the same situation. I hate when idiots are proven right with flawed logic. And there's nothing you can say about it. And this is what the inevitable Niners championship is going to do. Anyway. That being said. Let me tell you about Cut. I don't have a thing. (laughs) Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Peer-to-peer social betting is a new and better way to bet. You bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, and other events with verifiable outcomes. So you guys got a group of friends, you know, that you want to make fun bets with. One guy's a Giant fan. One guy's an Eagle fan. One guy's a Niner fan. One guy's a Tampa Packer fan. You set up an account on Cut, K-U-T-T. It offers lower VIG, full custom. You can customize your odds and create your own bets. And it hands all the pay, handles all the payments. So you have to chase them down for money. There's nothing worse than that. That's why I don't bet with friends, period. But Cut handles all the handles all the uh, guilt part of it. You know, it does all the money. And you can do your own bets. That's kind of a cool system. There's nothing like, you know, somebody owes you 40 bucks and he's on Instagram posting how he's trying the new... Avocado toast. Oh, we got to avocado toast money, do we? But we don't have $40 for the fucking cowboy bet. Anyway, you get rewards, you get cash back. Cut is is the peer-to-peer social betting platform at U.S.-based, legal in 40 states. So head to KUTT.com. That's KUTT.com. Use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. Also brought to you by Prize Picks, but you knew that, didn't you? <laughs> Let me pull that one up, actually. Let me I think we have a prize picks. I gotta have a prize picks. There it is. There's a prize picks. Um prize picks is the fantasy sports made easy. Prize picks daily. That way you can follow the game along and do the like the props. But but it's you do higher or lower. You can combine them. And it's a good way to uh, watch a playoff football. Just like I said, you Brandon Ayuk, higher than 67 and a half yards. Tucker Craft, higher than two and a half receptions. You combine that with, uh, I don't know, LeBron James, lower than eight and a half rebounds. I just made that up. 
But I bet that sounds like a real line, right? <laughs> Go to prizepicks.com backslash SGPN. Use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com backslash SGPN. Code SGPN. It's Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. I got one for that one, too. I think so. There it is. Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger and better by sporting this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right. Oh, and the merch store. I got to tell you about the merch store, too. I forgot about that. We're having a merch store contest all throughout the month of January for each show. Whoever gets the most merch store, uh, yeah, bought, I guess, for about for their show, gets something. So you'll be helping me out. It's we. I mean, you get something, too. You get 15% off everything in the store now through the end of the month with the code PLAYOFFS. Use the code PLAYOFFS in the SGPN merch store. Work and uh, pick a man in a box shirt, pick a bet detective shirt, pick a bottom line bomb shirt, whatever you want. Sizes small all the way up to me, man in a box size. <laughs> pick up your, you know, your favorite item. Tell you what, that man in a box shirt, my man Bill O'Donnell, who I've talked about on the show. Um, hold on, I should I should say we're back. We're back. Jesus Christ, it's been a long, long show already. I am ranting. Uh, we're back on the bottom of my bombs with C.D. Sullivan. I am the man in the box. Uh, but my man, Bill O'Donnell, Cincinnati Deers of the Fantasy League. Uh, he's an avid listener. Shout out to him. He has a man in a box shirt. and He was wearing it uh, the other day at Cubs Fest. He's a, he's a season ticket Cub holder. Every summer, I get to I go to one game with him when I when I visit Chicago for shows. We take his moped, we we ride it, <laughs> we ride it nuts to butts, Dumb and Dumber style, from his uh, his apartment to the st- <laughs> to the Wrigley Field. Uh, and he was wearing his man in a box. It was great. So he brought his kids, you know, to Cubs Fest, whatever. He gets pictures with all the Cubs legends, your Steve Trashkels and whatnot. And it's just him and a man in a box shirt, and everyone's asking about, like, what the fuck's that shirt? Who is that guy? Should we know him? Is he a man in a batter's box? That's the thing. Nobody knows. But you'll know. Say man in a box. Look it up. Wouldn't you like to know? That's uh, that's one way of saying not popular. By saying, ah, you'll be the envy, because no one will know what it is, because I'm not popular. But it's better than wearing a fucking dumbass Pat McAfee face on your shirt, right? <laughs> no, no, no disrespect to Pat McAfee. I'll get to that actually in the Man in the Box segment, all those guys. Because something came up with that, too. That was kind of funny. Um, Eric Terman, who is in a fantasy league as well, he wants to say that uh, an owner in his fantasy league, Ken Barnard, the little of the Little Mermaid's fame, who was dead last, was insulted by his Jordan Love and a 12th rounder for Kyler Murray in the 17th trade offer right before Love started playing well. 
That's how bad Jordan Love was, though. Jordan Love was really, really bad in the middle of the season. I mean, really bad. The Packers were a mess. And then they're not. So who knows? Listen, my, my dream is for the Packers to beat the Niners. This game coming up, Tampa Bay to Detroit, Tampa Bay beats them, and I got Tampa Bay hosting the Packers, and I'm sitting on a 25-1 ticket with Tampa Bay. Like I said, that was a dream. So we'll see what happens. All right, two more games. Tampa Bay at Detroit. We'll get to that one. Detroit is six and a half. The over-under is 48 and a half. Another one where I love the over. Over 48 and a half in this game. Both defenses are a joke. Tampa Bay's defense is not good. Do not let what happened on Monday night fool you. Todd Bowles, I'm all no disrespect to him, but blitzing every single play to a broken team that refuses to make an adjustment does not make a defense good. Tampa Bay's secondary is terrible. The rush defense, everything about Tampa Bay's defense is bad. That's why they blitz every play. They just happen to go against the one team that has no idea, had no idea what to do. It was like they were playing Tecmo Bowl and they picked the right play. They picked run one or pass two every single time. They picked the same play. And it was that jailbreak, that Tecmo Bowl jailbreak blitz. That's what I always love about Tecmo Bowl. The original. I'm not even talking about super Tecmo Bowl. I'm talking about Tecmo Bowl when you had four plays to choose from. Run one, run two, pass one, pass two. That's it. And if you don't want someone stealing your plays, Michigan style, you put a pillow over your controller. All right? So you had a 25% chance of picking their play. And if you pick their play, God help you if you're on offense. Because everyone was coming through unblocked. <laughs> and Deion Sanders is saying it doesn't matter if they have the plays. You still got to stop them. He's never played Tech Mobile then. Coach Prime. Anyway, Tampa Bay's defense is not good. But Detroit's defense is also not good. Baker Mayfield is not as good as he looked last Monday. That Eagle secondary was a disaster. They wouldn't tackle anyone. But Detroit's secondary is also not good. That's why there's a lot of props to hit, and I like a lot of overs. I like Baker to throw over 255 and a half. I love Mike Evans again over 70 and a half yards. First of all, he would have hit this easily versus the Eagles. He just kept dropping passes. But he's going to go up against a guy who just gave up 180 yards to Puka Nakua. All right? So Mike Evans is going to have a big bounce back game. Let's go him over 70 and a half as my number one bomb net game and over 48 and a half. Do I think Detroit can win and cover this game? Of course. But I'm going to take Tampa Bay just because six and a half is a lot of points. But I like the over more. Just like the Green Bay San Fran, I like the over more than I like the dog. I'll take Tampa Bay plus six and a half just because it seems interesting. Just, it's just, because Detroit's also going to have – I mean, Detroit, like I said, they won their first playoff game in whatever it was, 50 years or 100 years. And they celebrated like they like they just got back from World War II. They were kissing in the streets, you know, the sailor and, the, and his girlfriend, his wife, whatever, with a flat with a confetti going and the hats going and Eminem and the Sam and fucking Tim are out there. All the Detroit Rick Mahorn, all the Detroit celebrities. Detroit celebrities are great celebrities. I love Detroit celebrities. You have punch drunk boxers, you know. You have fucking crooked cops from Police Academy. 
Eddie Murphy was there, not rocking the original Beverly Hills Cop Detroit Lion jacket. Tim Allen. Coke snitch. Here's the thing with Tim Allen. People love hating on Tim Allen because he's a conservative in comedy, which is, you know, whatever. I mean, conservatives don't hate on him, obviously, but the people, my, my, my circles do, at least on Twitter. They love hate on Tim Allen. I don't hate on Tim Allen. Whatever. He's an old conservative. Just so, so, is, so, so are your family members, so shut up. But they, all, but they love talking about him, how he got out of because he, he went to jail for selling Coke, you know, and then he got out because he snitched or he got a shorter sentence because he snitched or he didn't go to jail. I don't, so one of the things. And people like talking about that, like libs, libtards, as they like to call them. But like people like my generation called like, yeah, if you were in such a snitch, you got like, like you wouldn't have done the fucking same. What are you talking about? He's a stand-up comic. He's a pussy. Of course he's going to dime out his drug dealer. You would have done the exact same thing. It's the same exact people who uh, like making fun of. Who's that piece of shit who, um, who's like a celebrity now who killed the guy and he killed a couple people in the fucking parade or whatever. Not the parade, the rally. And he got dropped off. He's a, he's a kid. I hate him. Everyone hates him. Um, <laughs> Look at these open questions I ask. Uh, my C-generates. I say he's a kid, but he's like 24 years old or whatever. Kid, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google this right now. Kid who killed protesters in Wisconsin. That his name is Kyle Rittenhouse. I should have known that. Kyle Rittenhouse. That's what I was talking about. People make fun of him too. And I, listen, and I hate Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm not gonna or and what what he's all about and that whole thing of being dropped. What and. Uh, I should I should I should uh, modify that a bit. It's not just Kyle Rittenhouse. It's what I hate is the people that pushed him into that. All oh, the Fox News, like all the fucking talk shows. The ones they're the ones who don't even get in trouble. The ones who just they literally drop them off in the middle of the fucking uh, you know protest with a gun because he didn't get himself there. That people got riled him up on TV like Tucker Carlson's of the world. Those are the ones who were actually responsible for that killing. But that'll never happen because they're rich. What was my point to this? Oh, the point was <laughs> during the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, when he amazingly got off for this shit, he was crying on the witness stand, you know, go, Oh, his life is in danger and crying. And I was making fun of him. Is this you crying? Look, the fake tears, all this shit. Like, okay, listen, I hate him just like you do, but come on. I've seen girl. I've, you've, you've, I've seen people cry more to get out of a fucking speeding ticket. To a cop. I've seen women ball and win an Oscar-worthy crying to get out of a fucking, you know, doing 55 and a 40. Yeah, I, I would also cry if my life was on, if they were, if I was sentenced to life in jail, if, if I was up against life in prison and, they, and my lawyer's like, hey, can you fake the tears? Yeah, I can fake the tears. You're goddamn right I can fake some fucking tears. I'll act like every single person I know is dying right in front of me. I will, I will, I will bring up memories that I don't have of other people's massacres and other people's traumas. What's your trauma? Give it to me. I'll take all the trauma to cry on stand if it means not facing life in jail. Is my point of that. What does that have to do with the Tampa Bay-Detroit game? I'm not sure because I don't even know where I went with this. But <laughs> was that was I was still on? Oh my god, this is hilarious. 
What a fun game it's going to be. Oh, Detroit Lions in uh, celebrating. I think they're going to have a letdown. That's what, that was my point, I think. I think? I don't know. We're going to take Tampa Bay plus six and a half. I, I, I just don't trust Detroit to, to, to cover six and a half as a point. Although the weather can be bad for Tampa Bay. That was a story that came out this week. Speaking of Beck Detective, what's going on? There was a story this week. So if you didn't see it, Todd Bowles was taking a press conference and a female reporter, female reporter, asked a question about how are you going to prepare for the, the bad weather in Detroit? And Todd Bowles is like, it's played in the dome. We'll, we'll be okay. She didn't know. So she's getting ripped on, obviously. For, and, a, and what's amazing is her name hasn't come out yet, which I think is amazing. And this is a case for the Bet Detective. How has this name not been out? Who the reporter was? People were in that room, right? This, this question really happened? So now I'm not even sure if this question happened. Don't people usually start, hey, Gladys fucking Johnson, Tampa Bay Gazette, coach. That's what they, they introduced their name in the paper. So there's a lot of excuses of why this question happened because they don't want to say women sports reporters and they're trying to protect. I've never seen this protection in this. You look at the articles of this shit. It just says NFL reporters left red faced. Reporter asked stupid questions. Who? Whatever time is there, they're never a fucking. The name. How's this name not out there? And I get it. They want to protect her because <laughs> that's how bad they know women have it in sports media. If her name gets out, I mean, she will just get torn. I mean, her life will be over. Not just her career. Her life will be over. Now, if I were her, I mean, especially when they talk about diversity, hiring, and, she, and I will say this. The bet, the bet detective does realize it was an African-American woman. So she has a double trouble. How do I know this? Even though they haven't shown a picture of her or said her name? I can hear it, all right? I'm colorblind, as I like to say. I don't see black or white. I'm colorblind, but I hear it immediately. I'm very, I'm very color uh, tone. I can tell right away. <laughs> that's good, you know, that's a good skill to have over the phone, you know? You gotta know these things. Especially for my job, I, I give out loans to a racist bank my day job. So it's good to know these things. Just a joke. See generates. Um, but it's true. Who said I'm colorblind the other day? Oh, Jared Mayo, the new England Patriots head coach. That's because I love that question. Do you see color Jared Mayo? Fuck from the Boston media. Mayo's like, yeah, yeah, no, I see color. That's how you see racism. You dumb fucks. Is that what you guys, are, is that what I'm in store for up here in Boston? Yep. It is Jared. Get ready for it, Mayo. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna see some Boston racism. I mean, not, not that he hasn't seen it already. Anyway, point is, this is amazing. This question by this Tampa Bay reporter, and I don't, whatever, it's a stupid question, and it proves that she, a lot of people are saying, well, that's because the news departments are cutting down the sports departments, so they're throwing any reporters. You know, it doesn't matter. Your reporter, you should know that the Lions playing the dome. But if I were, if I was her. I'd lean into it. I'm like, no, no, I know. I know the Lions play in the Dome. I know that. I'm asking you, what are you going to do prepare for the weather from getting off the bus and going into the fucking Dome? That two minutes. Because that's a cold two minutes. We live in Tampa Bay. We're not. We. That's the most shocking part 
of the cold weather is not playing outside in a football game or even going outside in the miserable Midwest freezing cities. The coldest part of places like Detroit and Chicago, Minnesota, when you come from somewhere warm like Tampa Bay, where you live in a perfect weather every single day, is when you get off the plane and you get into that one runway part, you know, the little walkway that's connected to it, and there's that two-inch crack, you know? There's a two-inch crack between the walkway to the plane. You step off the plane into the walkway, but there's that two-inch crack of the outside world, and you get blasted right there to your side with reality of what you're about to experience for the weekend. And you get hit with that, like, God damn it, what the fuck? You're still in shorts, you know, and T-shirts because you were just down in Tampa Bay. You take off your jacket. You, you, you take off your bag immediately right there like give me my coat give me a sweater give me anything i have packed wrap it up you know the plane is coming and they're piling on top of you you're holding everything up it's piling on top of you like a travis scott concert you know oh coming on hold on i'm getting my sweater on what was that too soon too travis scott concert that's the other thing by not by by blaming kyle rittenhouse by himself and not Tucker Carlson. That's like blaming the people that and the Travis Scott concert, the, the people that fell in that fell and crushed the, you know, the security and over an offense, not the a thousand people behind them pushing and stomping, you know. Well, this thing's going. This this show's going everywhere. And I haven't even gotten to the fucking KC Buffalo game. <laughs> this show's so long. Oh, my point is that Lions fans will cry for a win. You're damn right, Eric Terman. No, it's not. It's not. I'm saying I'm defending that Tampa Bay reporter, whoever her name is. Somehow it's being hidden. All right, I got to speed this up. So we gave out the over 48 and a half Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield over 255 and a half. Mike Evans over 70 and a half. Beautiful. I love all that stuff. Anyway, all right. Last game, the game of the week. KC at Buffalo. Minus two and a half, 45 and a half. Oh, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. Um, I like Buffalo in this game, even though they have a short rest. KC has eight days rest. I know. I get it. I just don't think KC is – don't let last week fool you either with Miami and Nicole and KC. People are like, oh, KC's got to be Kansas City. They're not the same. Them and the Eagles aren't the same. Now, Kansas City wasn't as bad as the Eagles towards the end of the year. Kansas City this year is as bad as the 10 and 1 Eagles from this year. We're like, they're winning, but something's not right. Something's not right with this Kansas City team. And but we love this series. We love this rivalry with KC Buffalo because something stupid's gonna happen. Buffalo should have beat them that one playoff game. Obviously, that shootout. But then Kansas City scored within 13 seconds. Buffalo fucked up. How did you fuck up like this? How did you let them score in 13 seconds? And then this year, it was the Kadarius-Tony play. Best play of the year, but Kadarius-Tony was five yards offsides. So that happened. So that we can agree on, no matter what happens in this reboot, even if they're not the same. This is kind of like Mayweather-Pacquiao, five years too late. Like, eh, we kind of wish you guys fought when you are in a prime. They're both good. They're both still very good. They're not prime-prime. But it should be a great game. So Buffalo, my under thing under three, minus two and a half. Juke 72 likes Buffalo money line. Josh Allen anytime touchdown parlay. That's not a bad play at all. You know Josh Allen's gonna score. Um, we will bomb Buffalo minus two and a half. Maybe my favorite play of the week.
And I'm also going to go with Josh Allen over rushing attempts again, even though it got bit in the ass. Last game, he's going to run the ball a lot. And now that they let him go away with this fake slide thing, that, you know what I hate about this? Patrick Mahomes was the biggest actor of all the quarterbacks. He loves, he loves calling for 15-yard penalties while he's still in the air before he even hits the ground. He, and he gets it because he's Patrick Mahomes and he runs the league. But now Josh Allen's realizing, hey, I can do that too. That Pittsburgh game, he does this like head fake, he like fake slides and then runs for a 50-yard touchdown. And then everyone goes nuts. And then later in the game, he goes to slide. And the guy goes to tackle him and he barely brushes up on his stomach. He gets up like, what the fuck? He hit me. And then they give him 15 yards for that. Well, you can't have it both ways. And Josh Allen realizes, yes, you can. We're quarterbacks. We can do it. So this is uh, actor versus actor. Bear actor versus bear actor. Cousin on cousin for calls. Um, so because he knows he can do it, I like both quarterbacks rushing attempts as well. And interceptions. Josh Allen interception is only minus 110. That's free money. I'm going to bomb that one. Josh Allen interception Minus 110. He's going to throw an interception. It's what he does. He enjoys doing it. Just so his touchdowns look even better. Jesus, I can't believe how long this show's going. I, I apologize, C. Generous, for listening. I apologize because once this thing gets in the can, and I thank everyone listening live on YouTube, Hit the thumbs up button if you can. If you please help the algorithm, even if you don't like the show and you don't like me and you don't like the length, and even if you don't like YouTube, like that thumb. Just like that thumb. <laughs> but anyone listening to the podcast who are subscribed, I know it's, it's, it's a little overbearing when you see like, hey, new episodes out, hour and 40 minutes. Fuck that. Hour and 20. What? I get it. I'm the same way. I just started listening to the podcast. You know, that's going to that's gonna wrap it up. I'm not even going to get into the – should I get into the prop? I'll, I'll do a quick, quick few props that I like. All teams to score a touchdown and a field goal is 7-1, to one, and a touchdown scored by a tight end in each game, plus 650. I mean, come on. Bomb both those. Those are two bombs to get right there. How can you not? Also, like James Cook, nine to one, had the most fantasy points as a running back through the playoffs. I mean, through this weekend round of games. Those are three props. Tight end, the only game I'm really scared. I mean, you'll get Kelsey or Kincaid or Knox. They're scoring a touchdown. That's a free square right there. Uh, Laporta and Kate Otten. That's going to be questionable. But like Laporta looked healthy, which was very important. Kittle scoring a touchdown for San Francisco. Likely in Schultz for hosting in Baltimore. That's gonna be the toughest one to get, I think. But I like the odds. So it's six six fifty to one. Six plus six fifty. Six after one. That's not a bad play. All right, let's get into the box. Like I said, sorry this show is going long. I was going to talk about so much. I was going to talk about the Peacock numbers. I was going to talk about Akbil and his fake videos. I was talking about being a little sick. I'll save all that shit for next week. I'll save that for Monday, which will be live again at 1230 or noon Pacific. 1230. It'll be 1230. I'll be back from Vegas. All Vegas stories. That'll be great. We'll do a recap of the weekend. And we'll get ready for the AMC, AMC championship games. It should be fun. Um, 
I was driving here this morning. I, I've told you about, uh, I've told you listeners at my house or around my apartment where I stay. There's an intersection Franklin and La Brea. I live over on Hollywood. So sometimes it's hard making a left. So I, I have to go around. I have to come up Franklin and cross La Brea, especially when I'm coming here, when I'm coming here. And people coming the other way in Franklin make a left on La Brea and head down that road to cross over Hollywood, whatever. It, it, it's a big intersection because people come off the 101 there, blah, blah, blah. It's near the Hollywood. It's right near the Hollywood Bowl and the Magic Castle. Uh, the guy from Succession, Cameron from Ferris Bueller, that he went down that La Brea on Halloween night and drove into a Raffalo's, if you know that story. It's right around there. And I've dictated this before. You make a left and it gets backed up and cars red light after red light stop in the middle of the intersection. They get caught there. They think they can make it and they can't. It's piled up and they're stuck in the middle of the intersection. And then the people going the other way get the green light and we can't cross because these idiots are stuck in the middle of the intersection. And they know they fucked up. They know they fucked up as soon as they get there. And because they're at the point of no return, you can't back up. You can't back to go back to where you were, and there's nowhere to go forward. You're just stuck like a duck on a pond in the middle of it, and, there, and now you got us trying to cross furious. And one time, we all collectively honked at this guy as we one, one by one went around them and maneuvered, and it was actually very, very uh, lethar lethargic? No. Cathartic. <laughs> Therapeutic. Fun is what I'm trying to say. Exhilarate. So I used to avoid going it just because I mean, and it'll happen light after light. Like the people will see this happen and yet they still do it the next light. Like it, it's amazing. Part of the reason why it gets backed up is because the right turn lane isn't a right turn lane only, but that's besides the point. I got I got a right city council for that. Anyway, now see generous is what I found myself doing is taking this route intentionally just so I can honk at these people <laughs> and that's what i found i was the only one doing it today but i'm like oh i can't wait to light this motherfucker up so i'm sitting there right at the front red light they're all stuck there they know they're gonna stuck there and then as soon as it hits green it's like boom just fucking laying on that horn let me see if i can get a there's gotta be a sound for that right on my soundboard there's gotta be a horrible horrible noise hold on Jesus, is there nothing on here? Hmm. Thought there was a siren. Damn it. It's Dominic the Donkey. <laughs> That's me right there. That's not a horn at all. Man. It's a baby. No. I'm bad. I'm bad at the goddamn soundboard. But anyway, it's just. Oh, I'm fucking laying on it. And now I'm thinking I might make a video of this like one day every for the year. You know, it was like, hey, here's Monday, Tuesday. You know, I go through the year of like the same place or whatever, but it's just going to be me laying on the horn <laughs> on these miserable people in the middle of the intersection. And I'm like, this is actually fun. I like doing this. This is how you should start every morning. It's a, it's a free pass to mother F somebody. See how I edit myself there for some reason? Just because I'm in cliff. So now I'm intentionally taking this route, and I might start a video for this. 
my buddy Nick Vatterat said you should make a video of this because it's great. And just a compilation of people that you can get a free pass to curse and honk at. And that's how you should start your day. So then I did that. Made myself a little happier. Then I took, I uh, got on 101 real quick. And then I take the, uh, what do I take to get here? I usually take the 134 to get here. The back way to get to Eagle Rock, which is where the studio is. But there's a road to get to, to Eagle Rock there that's uh, through the Warner Brothers studio that usually you can fly upon. But this time everyone was going slow. And we're like, why the fuck is everyone going slow? What's going on? So you pass it. And then we realized there was a cop car driving slow. Is there anything worse than the cop car who's driving slow so everyone's afraid to pass him? He's like a pace car in the Indy 500. The pace car is just going, doing his lap, la-di-da, and you got all these fucking racing machines ready to go, waiting for him to get off the road so we can do some real driving. But what made it funny is every car, no one could tell there was a cop car. Everyone, everyone just thought everyone was being slow. So every time, so there was a car, <laughs> so one car would, would pass everyone, like, what the fuck's going on? It was like Indian running, you know, where the guy in the back comes up to the front, and then he drops back, and then the guy now who's in the back goes to the front, like that. So they would go, what the fuck? Oh, whoa, 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 okay, oh, no, oh, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. And then they just quickly drop back, and one by one, everyone would fly up and see the cop car, oh, oh, oh okay, yeah, no, no, I get it, yeah, you know, let's enjoy the road yeah let's do that and then as soon as we got to the highway as soon as we got to 134 everyone like it was like we were like getting chased by the cops in the woods split up he can't get us all fuck because we're like we're not playing this game on the highway because he was still going slow on the highway but you you can't get us all this is la we're in this is it's a free-for-all on the freeway and that's exactly what we did we split up um anyway i need to get out of here because there's so much more i want to talk about like i said i'll save it for monday uh, I am going to Las Vegas this weekend. And also, so we'll have good stories for that for Thursday. Uh, make sure you follow me on the socials. CJ Sullivan on Twitter at CJ Sullivan underscore Instagram. CJ Sullivan was taken. Um, people who do live in Vegas, Super Bowl week will be in Las Vegas. I'll be out there all week doing shows for the SGPN, but I'll also be doing stand-up comedy at Wise Guys. There's a new Wise Guys in Vegas. Me and TJ Miller. We'll be doing shows there. So come on out and see us. That is the week of Super Bowl, February 9th, 8th, 9th, and 10th, I believe that is. Super Bowl's the 11th. Yeah, I think there will be no shows during the Super Bowl, wisely. Uh, so that'll be exciting. Come on out and see, see me there. If you want to see me uh, do stand-up comedy, I will be doing it. Las Vegas, the week of the Super Bowl. Um, I also have other shows. I'll plug them later, but that's the most important. Anyway. Make sure you subscribe to this, to its own feeds, Bottom Line Bombs with C.J. Sullivan. Independent, because after the football season, this show keeps going. Not just on the NFL and regular main feeds. Give me a five-star review. I got a three-star review the other day from a guy from him named King of AZ who called me an open mic comic. <laughs> a guy called King of AZ. Go to fucking hell. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't take things personally. Um... Yeah, tell 50,000 of your friends about my show, too. That'll help. Anyway, I am the man in the box. Thank you, everybody who was here live in this chat. Too many to name this time. There were so many of you. Plus, this show's going on way too long, so I will go right now. See you guys. Mm -hmm.